T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. called the Garoppolo segment. Now, back to Steiny and Guru on 95.7 The Game. No Steiny today on this Thursday. Larry Kruger sitting in for Steiny, and uh, Cam Inman joins us on uh, all guests up here on the Bud Light guest line. Bud Light, easy to drink, easy to enjoy. And it's always easy, easy to enjoy the uh, thoughts of Cam Inman. Cam! Been on the beat for... More than a, more than a day, Cam. How many years you've been covering the Niners? My first year on the beat was at Y two K. That was the Y two K crisis. I think everybody was anticipating was when Cam was coming aboard. So since since two thousand, you know, I mean, there's been a lot of highs, a lot of lows, and there's been no Super Bowl wins. So maybe I am the uh, the curse of this. <laughs> Don't get that going. ownership. If that go it starts going around, uh, you know that that could become a thing. Uh, all right, not a thing. <laughs> let's let's get into the presser from from uh, Shanahan and Lynch. Uh, Shanahan seemed like he would rather be, uh, you know, yeah. facing the uh, you know the electric chair than sitting there. And at some point, at one point, Lynch looks at the group and says, "Hey guys, you know, Kyle's been through a lot, and he's just coached a season, almost like almost apologizing for how curt and short and somewhat I don't know if I won't call it arrogant, but um, you know, kind of some of the answers." that he put out there. What did you think of Shanahan's overall tone on the dais? Well, I didn't think he was as uh, as drained as he looked after the Super Bowl loss because it took him, I think, four days before he composed himself to, to have that, that postseason press conference. Um, I mean, and honestly, it's the same look he had the second Brock Purdy got hurt on Sunday. It was, oh. Are you freaking kidding me? We went all this far, and then for the rug to get pulled out just like that. I mean, I think everybody can understand and sympathize and and see how he's feeling. Um, the sad thing is it's just, it's you know, for the third time in four years, it's like you've come so close. You have such a great team, and you just don't have the Lombardi Trophy to show for it. So, um I think everybody also has to take a step back and say, this coach did one of the most phenomenal coaching jobs in NFL history, considering how many quarterbacks they had to go through. And, and almost at every turn, the offense got better. And, you know, when Garoppolo came back in from Lance, you know, obviously he stepped out of the back of the end zone in Denver. He's saying, oh, no, this is not going to go well. 
And then Jimmy got on track, and and the system started working again. And then Brock comes in, and they're putting up over thirty points a game. And you're going, "Holy smokes, what is going on with this team?" Uh, so I just think people need to keep in mind that this guy's a brilliant play caller. Uh, and not only that, he just he relates so well to the players. And so at this point of the season. Win or lose, it's it's exhausting, and it's just you don't get the payoff that you've been that you've been searching for for so darn long. Cam, I agree. Um, I agree, especially with the job that Kyle did with Brock Purdy. He was a big part of that. Nobody can deny that. And I told Steiny this yesterday, Cam, and we had a discussion. I've told Larry, and I kind of want to get your thoughts. I've watched the game again. It's what I like to do, and. Can you break down in your mind, Cam, how you processed Kyle not throwing the flag? Because every time I watched the game again, yeah, they could have lost. But had he thrown the you know challenge flag and you take that touchdown off the board or you just get the ball, who's to say everything's different in that game? Your thoughts on did the booth upstairs, whoever the Niners had upstairs, fail Kyle? You know, what was your take on that whole sequence? I think everybody failed, and it's perfect Monday morning quarterback fodder because it was such a turning point of the game. And you can reflect on it saying it's not too early in a game to burn a timeout or a replay challenge because it's a massive point in the game. This is the opening series. It's a fourth down play. Um, You know, he went into halftime with all three timeouts, so it didn't matter if he burned one, right? Yeah. you know, he said he looked at the the video board and he couldn't he couldn't decide whether uh, it would be enough to overturn it. You, you you can't go off the home team's video board, but you can rely on other people watching it. And sure, there's other people on the Niners staff that are supposed to be in charge to let him know whether to um, challenge that. The NFL is supposed to help out on some of those replays, right? I don't know how this whole NFL rule, replay stuff is going on, but it ain't going great. And then. I, I, to me, you also just got to look at the body language of the players on the field. And Devontae Smith is signaling, hey, hurry it up, because I didn't catch that sucker. And somebody has to see that. And maybe D'Amico Ryans has to see that as a defensive coordinator. It's his defense out there. So a lot of people are at fault. The Eagles did a great job huddling up or getting to the line and getting another playoff so that they couldn't replay it. Um, just as they did a great job on the pass rush that knocked Brock Purdy out. It just it was not the Niners' day from the get-go. No question, and, and now it kind of makes the whole quarterback room um, a very much a question mark. What did you think of Kyle? Kyle seemed very confident that Purdy was only going to be out six months. Um, is that wishful thinking on his part? Do you think he has more information than he shared with us? And how do you see the 49er quarterback room next year? A couple things. Um, they have two two quarterbacks under contract, so those are the two you have to uh, put your full confidence behind, and that's Brock Purdy and Trey Lance, right? Um, and and you can't say that, oh yeah, we're going to go out and go, you know, get Tom Brady to unretire, convince Aaron Rodgers, you know, hey, come over here because they don't have the capital for that, blah blah blah. I, the six month outlook is the best case scenario to get Brock Purdy back. And what's striking, and this is kind of Shanahan hinted at it, is. It's a realistic possibility as long as that UCL ligament is not frayed to the point where you have to do a whole reconstruction. And the glimmering light in all that is traced to Nick Mullins from two years earlier. Was it two years earlier? Two, three years? Yeah, two years ago. When Nick had his UCL torn in a December game with the 49ers, 
and he opted for what's called the repair, the internal brace repair. And Nick was throwing within three months, and he was on the Philadelphia Eagles training camp roster six months later after his surgery, and his career is going okay. He's bounced around to, I think, four teams since the Niners, but at each spot there was like an entrenched starter. And the Vikings traded for him before last season, so he spent this whole season as um, Kirk Cousins' backup, and I reached out to Nick in the last couple of days, heard back from him today. Uh, he didn't want to get into detail about that specific surgery or the recovery, but he said, and this is this really ties into why I think the Niners and Brock are looking this path, would be Nick didn't want to waste a year out of football. He, he said he couldn't afford to be out a year. So he, he went for the quicker option, and obviously it's worked for him because he's in the National Football League throwing, throwing passes again uh, confidently. And so he hopes things go as well for Brock as they have for him. Cam, let me ask you this. If it were up to you and I said, you know what, what area of this team needs improvement the most, how would you answer that? The first thing that jumps in my mind when you said that was a defensive line. Um, mm. It's where they you know, stake their claim year after year that we have the best defensive front in football, right? Well, it sure didn't look that way in Philadelphia. Um, all due respect to Nick Bosa because he's he's unique. He's the defensive player of the year, and he's a maniac, not just in the pass rush, just the whole aura that he gives that defense. But everything next to him needs to step it up a notch, especially on the interior, um, especially for a pass rusher opposite him. They, they To me, that unit kind of faded when they, they shouldn't have. And it's not that Jalen Hurts just was ripping them apart. Um, the Eagles offenses kind of seemed to outsmart them, out-physical them. It was, it was staggering. And that's what this team bases itself off of, is having a great defensive front, and that allows your Fred Warner and Dre Greenlaw to make plays, who Faga can't get in there. So you got all pros behind them. And then offensively, I mean, they have such a great group of skill position players with McCaffrey and Debo and Ayuk and Kittle. You can't really get better there. Um, offensive line, I guess you can, but I don't see them addressing it. Not with Trent. If, if Trent Williams retires, then they're in trouble. Um, especially if Mike McGlinchey leaves in free agency, then they're like, holy cow, where'd our tackles go? Then, then offensive tackle becomes number one priority. But I, I, I would assume that Trent Williams comes back. I think McGlinchey's going to test the market and find a much richer payday than the Niners are offering. Um, and then everything on the interior, the Niners committed to redoing that this year, right? And so they had young guys. First-year first starters take over there, and I thought they held their own pretty well. So I don't think that they would commit resources to that position. So I circle back to the defensive front, and that's my final answer. Well, and, and I, I agree. I agree. I mean, the, the Kinlaw, the way he played in this game, yeah. they, they have to find a significant player uh, that can play opposite Armstead inside, and that, that player... That, that investment's going to either be huge in free agency at Deron Payne, or it's got to be a significant draft capital move, you would think, unless they get lucky. What about Chris Kosherik and, and the defensive coordinator position? Josina Anderson is you know, saying that uh, Chris, you know, who's been on the record, is saying that he doesn't want to be a coordinator, but that, you know, that he may be up for the Texans DC job, but that he, you know, he went to he's from Texas, he went to Texas Tech. Um, and and what are you hearing about the other guys? You know, with Fangio going back, going to the 
Dolphins today. Steve Wilkes, the the Panthers interim coach, and the Commanders defensive backfield coach Chris Harris, who's thought to be a kind of a fast riser uh, in coaching circles. Those are the names we keep hearing. What are you hearing? When Kyle Shanahan yesterday emphasized that he wanted continuity in his scheme, um, it meant that. You know, he looks to promote from within, and we've seen that with him on the offense and defensive side, whether it's D'Amico taking over for Sala, uh, Bobby Slowick and Chris Forster kind of moving up the chain once Mike McDaniel and Mike LaFleur left. Um, and so you first, I think first and foremost, if, you know, if Fangio's out of, out of the picture, which he is now, you, you look to see who on your defensive staff, and coserrick has been just a tremendous assistant coach. He, he, he maximizes those defensive linemen, their versatility, their techniques. He's awesome. But he's a defensive line coach, just as Jim Tom Sula was. Um, and, and that's no knock on Chris, because I think if he really committed to being a coordinator and wants to be a head coach, he'd be, you know, he's got the fire, he's got the respect of players, right? I, I just don't think that the whole coordinator game is in his bag. I don't think he, he wants that. But if he does, great. Um, and Kyle should look into it. Uh, the other guys on the staff are Corey Unlin, secondary coach, who has experience as a DC with the Lions. Um, kind of a more of a chill guy, but he, he, you know, he has a lot of respect from the vets that were in the back, uh, secondary. And then, um, Daniel Bullock, who's a safety coach, and I remember talking to him when we got to talk to those assistants once a year, and I'm like, this guy really could be a defensive coordinator. I just, his temperament, uh, how he just, I, I like the body language. I like his, I, I just like his style. So I'm like, I think he could be in play. But then, yeah, so you look at the outside stuff and say, all right, there's a couple of external candidates. Steve Wilkes, obviously, I think, did really well in Carolina once the Niners got Matt Rule fired um, in October with their big win over them. And then, um, and then Chris Harris with Washington, another guy to look at. So there's options, but I think, like, I, wherever Kyle goes, whoever he hires, let's be honest. They're going to get Nick Bosa getting probably paid the highest amount of money by any defender in the NFL, and then you got other stars throughout that defense, and you're probably going to have some other stars coming in. Cam, I'm thinking about uh, Mooney Ward, Lenore. You know, they had some issues, but the leader of that secondary to me has been Jimmy Ward. I, I'm just a fan. I like his style. It's nasty. But uh, it was rather odd, you know, his session on IG, and I told Larry this morning, I asked him, is there a chance we've seen his last uh, his last down in a Niner uniform? Absolutely. I mean, you haven't been listening all season. Every time Jimmy Ward spoke to the media every week or every other week, that was the same refrain. You know, he did not want to be moved to Nickelback, that he's a free safety. And then once he started playing well at Nickelback, he, he's like, look, see, I'm versatile. You should pay me. I'm in my contract here. Jimmy's been around the league long enough to know it is a business, and he's trying to maximize his value. And he, he's decided that the Niners don't see that value and somebody else is going to pay him as a top safety in his mind, hopefully, rather than play net, rather than be a nickelback. I, he's a tremendous player. He. Um, I was just going to ask you that, Cam. What did you think of him? But you just said it. Yeah, no, I mean, he's a great player. And I know the Niner fans were kind of skeptical at first because he bounced from nickel to corner in the, in the bulky era, and then the Niners regime changes and, and Shanahan and Sala and D'Amico move him to safety, and, it, and he kind of thrived back there. He's got the swagger, but he hits really well. I mean, he's great in the box, which made him a good nickelback, right? <clears throat> and he's not afraid to take guys on, and you like that. He just wasn't getting a lot of takeaways. And then this year he got a few. And But, but I'm telling you, the, the whole Instagram live thing, I'm glad that Jimmy can use that form to vent whatever he wants. 
it kind of does show that he wanted to get, you know, he wants to move on. But if you listen to him at his locker throughout the season, it was the same thing. The extension would come up. The, the disappointment of not being able to play safety came up. So it wasn't startling to me. Um, it just, it, it kind of, you know, pretty much said, look, I'm going to move on because they don't see my worth. If the Niners do see his worth, extend him, then Jimmy's going to be happy and he's going to play some, some great defense for him. You know, I think it's. A, I don't. I don't want to say it's dirty, but the highest paid nickel makes nine point eight million. That is that's commensurate with the sixteenth highest paid safety. So safeties make more in free agency than slot corners. The highest paid safety is Derwin James. He's making nineteen point one million. So right. Jimmy's looking at that, saying, "Hey, man, I don't want to be a nickel and get you know basically a re up. I want to. Yeah. I want a ten million dollar raise, and I want you to, or I want a, at least a five million dollar raise. I want you to pay me like a premium well, I mean, safety." Thing with, the other thing with Jimmy is you're dealing with a, what, a 30-year-old defensive back right now with an injury history. He's not going to get paid that. Right. So. No, no, absolutely. I was going to ask you, though, who's the priority? Because in my mind, there's six key guys that I'd like to see him sign. Ward's one of them. Mosley, Aziz, Ebukam, Jordan Willis, and Charles Amenehu. Basically, I want to re-sign the, the defenders, and I think there's six key guys. And I'm, I'm okay letting McGlinchey go and Brunskill, maybe some of the tight ends, maybe even Ridgeway, Flanagan Fowles. But to me, those six guys are key. Who is the priority, do you think, in their minds? You know, that's kind of hard. I mean, I think the priority is getting Nick Bosa signed, to be honest. That's, like, that's where you got to commit a lot of your capital, and then I think they'll take take care of Jake Brendel because they want to keep that center spot solidified. The defensive line guys, like like you said, Omenahu, Ebicom, Willis, I don't know if they've shown enough. And I thought Omenahu was having a pretty darn good year as versatility. Um, I don't know if that arrest a week ago clouds any of that. Um, I think he's handled himself quite well, the 49er, just in terms of on the field and in the locker room with us. Um, I don't know how they see it, um, but they seem to like move guys in and out of that defensive line a lot. Um, and, and you know, let, let's. I think the the two best free agents that they have, to be honest, uh, Robbie Gold and Mr. Automatic in the playoffs, and who's been here for six seasons now. And I don't know if that's if he's exhausted that and wants to move on, but he knows he's in a in a good position here, a good team. But they're going to have to pay him as such. And McGlinchey, and McGlinchey was such a um, polarizing, polarizing lightning rod for criticism in his in his seasons here. Thought he had a decent season. The problem is every time Mike messes up in a, in a pass protection, he just gets slaughtered by uh, the fans and everybody for for being terrible. He's not a terrible right tackle. I mean, there's offensive tackles are few and far between in this league that are you know steady every single play. And if you want me to be the McGlinchey defender, I can. But I'm telling you, once that guy hits the market, there's teams going to be coming calling for him, and he's going to make a lot of money. And if the Niners don't pay him, we saw the writing on the wall when they didn't pick up his fifth-year option, right? Or, I mean, excuse me, didn't extend him and just let him play out that fifth-year option. So it's like, okay, well, they're not totally um, going to pay up for Mike. And Mike, um, Mike's very conscious of how the NFL world works, especially financially for offensive tackles that have the experience he does on a winning team. Cam, this is kind of revisionist history, but I got to ask you before Sunday's game and Purdy's injury and the story that he made himself to be at that juncture, would you have said, you know what, Guru, he's the starter going into next season? I don't care if Trey Lance is healthy or not. And with this injury, are you amazed that we went on this roller coaster with Jimmy, with Trey, Purdy, and now it looks like, and I hope. 
I'm wrong if it's not more than six months. Cam is back in Trey Lance's court. Yeah, it's just, it's like it's like water flowing down the rapids, right? You hit one one rock, you get <laughs> the water changes and goes to another one, <laughs> and it's just like it's it's how it's flowed ridiculously, right? It's like, uh, okay, well this guy's hurt now, this guy's ready to go. Oh, this guy's hurt, but this guy's ready to go now. So now Trey Lance is getting should be healthy in a month, right? And then you're you're going to flow with him, and hopefully he gets through the summer. And then you get to the season, and hopefully things don't happen. But if they do, then Brock Purdy might be healthy come September. Um, it, it's it's uncanny that the 49ers have had so many injuries, especially at quarterback. I don't think it's traced to a scheme. I don't think it's traced to a certain lineman. Uh, I, I just think it's, I think part of it is Buzzard's luck. Um, I don't think these guys are injury-prone quarterbacks. Um, and it's just, it's amazing when you look at some of the other quarterbacks around the league, like a Tom Brady or gosh, like Aaron Rodgers, the guys that have been able to sustain themselves and be Ironmen out there. And since the Niners just darn wish they had that. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm expecting it to be, um, Trey Lance's show once, uh, once spring workouts start. Um, if, if, unless they kind of left, left the door open to bring in a high caliber veteran, I, they didn't really do that yesterday, did they? I mean, it's like, uh, we know Brady's retired. Aaron Rodgers is golfing in Pebble Beach saying he's not going to San Fran, which we all knew that anyhow because of compensation for the Packers and for future for Aaron. Um, and then you kind of like, you can play around and say, look, Kirk Cousins is under contract one more year in Minnesota. They could probably get him out of Minnesota and send Trey Lance back to his native state. But, um, you know, Lance and Purdy have very affordable rookie deals right now. And, and, uh, I guess it, it takes two to make everything go right. So those two are going to be their ones to uh, make the quarterback position go right. It is amazing when you talk about Tom Brady. He went 14 years, 14 years um, <clears throat> before he missed, a, you know, or I should say at the end of his career without missing a game. I mean, that is incredible for an immobile guy. On your way out the door, Kim, um, a lot of fans want to fire Kyle Shanahan. <laughs> <laughs> And I, I'm just shocked by that because they've been in three of the last four NFC Championship games. Um, you know, being in the locker room this year, talking to the players. I mean, whether it's on the record, off the record, in the corner of the room when nobody's looking, there's so much support for Kyle Shanahan in that room. I never saw a crack in anyone in, in anyone all year. How do you think his job security is with the front with the ownership? Um, you know, obviously Jed's all about that sixth ring, and they haven't been able to get it. How much time do you think Kyle? has to get that thing accomplished i i don't think i've seen a coach with um stronger job security we really need new phones t-mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iphone 15s and each line is only 25 dollars a month new iphone 15s it's better over here. only at t-mobile get four iphone 15s on us and four lines for 25 bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.
be in, in 20 seasons with the 49ers than I see with Kyle Shanahan to this day. Uh, I, I believe ownership firmly is behind him. They know how hard it is to get to this level of the playoffs, and he's done it in three of the past four years. Um, I mean, we, we can circle back to this conversation of how Kyle looked so haggard afterwards that he looked exhausted. And that, to me, was almost a little bit more, oh, my gosh, you know, like you talked last year at this time of Sean McVay possibly going out as a Super Bowl champ. Like how much more does Kyle have in him? I mean, how drained is he? Uh, where he doesn't need to take a hiatus. Uh, but he does that for a couple weeks in February. He gets away to Cabo or whatever, recharges his batteries, and, and he indicated that yesterday. He said he'll come back, he'll be fired up, because he knows he has a really good team. If he didn't have, like, some, if, if they had let some of these stars go each season rather than re-up them, I think he, he it, it, like, the franchise could be in peril. But right now... They've taken care of their guys and given them these record-setting deals, market-setting deals at their positions uh, to, to keep this going so that the window for a championship um, could be attained each season for at least the next couple years. And what's remarkable is, yes, he's going into year seven. And he juggled his coaching staff so much over the last couple years, but they continued to win. And injuries were their downfall. It was their ultimate downfall this year in the NFC Championship game, although I think the Eagles are an outstanding team. Um, I just don't see Kyle Shanahan leaving anywhere anytime soon. Cam, uh, always great to hear from you. All guests appear on the Bud Light guest line. Bud Light, easy to drink, easy to enjoy. Enjoy the rest of your Thursday afternoon, Cam. Always a pleasure, man. Okay, thank you, guys. Cam Inman does a great job covering the 49ers. Um, I want to talk more about Kyle Shanahan. I want to talk more about Steve Kerr. And I want to talk, I want to compare the two in the next segment and get your thoughts on, you know, really you got two enormously popular guys. Um, and yet we're starting to see criticism, public criticism of Kerr's rotation and some of his decisions. And we're starting to see people start to suggest that Kyle Shanahan is like the blooms off the Shanahan rose. Uh, we'll talk a little bit about two of the more popular coaches in their sport next as we continue on 95.7 The Game. He's the Gamot. Now, back to Steiny and Guru on 95.7 The Game. Oh, Larry. <laughs> if they can hear what we talk about during the break, man. <laughs> That was pretty funny. Oh, my goodness. The red and gold reaction brought to you by Zenny, the official eyewear of the San Francisco 49ers. Shop from over 3,000 styles at 80% off retail prices exclusively at Zenny.com. You wear, I wear shades all the time because I got contacts. I, you wear shades a lot, don't you? When I make my gambling picks. Yeah. <laughs> okay. But uh, readers, Steiny has readers. I don't need them yet, but I went to get my eyes checked. You wear readers or no? I know you still natural. I, I, I wear. I, I have contacts. Okay, and I do have a, like a stronger eye. Like my, my right eye is stronger than my left eye, so I have a different prescription. So yeah, so I it's... couldn't imagine wearing contacts. I'm watching all these games at NBA. Guys are looking for their contact and they find it. Then they got to go out. I'm like, oh my god! They got to put it on their finger ah, and, and then get it back yeah. in their eye. I'll say this: I've been wearing contacts since high school, and I can't put them really in. Unless I'm like looking at a mirror, so wow. I don't know how these NBA guys do this, where they just pick it off the floor. Yeah, I've seen it like that's his contact, and then yeah. and then they and then they somehow figure yeah. out a way to get it back in their eye, yeah. and then you got to make sure it's you know centered and all that. Um, Kyle Shanahan is getting criticized, and you just heard 
uh, you just heard Cam Inman there say that he thinks Kyle's got the best job security of any Niner coach, really long, long time. And I get the sense that that, that is indeed indeed the case because Jed loves him. Jed knows about – Jed's already danced with Chip Kelly and Tom Sula. Well, he had Harbaugh, a damn good coach, and that, that soured from mutually, a personal standpoint. Yeah, okay. mutual party. So maybe but, he learned. I think I think I just think that Shanahan and and Shanahan I think is more of an offensive. If you say who's more of an offensive guru, Shanahan or Harbaugh? Oh, there's def- no doubt. It's definitely Shanahan. Okay, no doubt. Harbaugh was like Bo, you know, Bo Schembechler uh, twenty five years later, but it he worked. Played for Bo, yeah, yeah, and you know, three yards in a cloud of dust. I think the great yard, the great thing about about Harbaugh was that he was so respected that a lot of good, really good coaches will be on his staff. Whether it was Brad Seeley yeah. as the special team coach, I think he had DJ Durkin and at Michigan. This he's you know Fangio. Yeah. He's had a lot of really really good coaches. But one of the interesting things to me is that. Kerr and I noticed it on my live streams on my YouTube channel that that people call people you know either when I take video calls or in the chat people want to question Steve Kerr's uh, rotations and you know they're they're real critical of Anthony Lamb and Ty Jerome and how he seems to like those guys more than he plays sometimes Kuminga and Moody and Wiseman definitely uh, uh, Wiseman and Moody and I'm just kind of wondering between Shanahan and Kerr. Kerr has obviously got all the rings. He's Shanahan's a made man, Larry. This is why when you brought this up, I was like, okay. You, I would think that that she, that Kerr is a made man, but I don't know what's going on in Warriorland. With I know he's tight with Bob. Um, you, Joe's the owner. I don't know what's going to happen there. I mean, it's like is well, let me Joe, tell you what happened. They just want a chip, though, Larry. So shouldn't you have that volume to where you mute it? When you do hear the Kerr criticism, because I feel like every coach now, especially with social media, they, they're going to get second guess. Right. But this guy just won a championship, Steve Kerr, for the fourth time when nobody had him winning. So when I hear Kerr slander, and even when I disagree with the rotations, it's nowhere near or in the ballpark is a Kyle Shanahan who has never got to the got it done, but been to the dance? But if you had like, to I wager, feel like that's unfair to Kerr. No, I know, I know, because because one guy's got all the rings. Right, one guy's still looking for that. Kiss first my rings. Ring. Yeah, but you you don't just work; you work for somebody, mm. and he's working for Bob Myers, who's working for Joe Lake. Gotcha. And I guess you could say they're both working for Joe Lakeup. I'm just kind of wondering. Who do you think ultimately? It, I would say Kerr has more job security than Shanahan, but then I know what Jed's been through, and I know how Jed, how much he loves Shanahan, and Jed sees Shanahan as almost like a modern day version of Bill Walsh. And then you got John Lynch. John Lynch told everybody he ain't going anywhere. I think John has a lot has has made made a lot of money as a player, made money as a broadcaster, came out of the broadcast booth to do this, and his goal is about winning a Super Bowl, and he ain't going back to Amazon or yeah. broadcasting until he gets it done. And that and, and, and there's a big there's a big trade off in time because broadcasters work very little and coaches and general managers work a ton. But I guess the question is if you had to wager on who is going to be here longer, whether it's their choice or somebody else's choice who would you say is going to be here longer between Shanahan and Kerr? Um, I guess, do you have more confidence in Kerr as the Warrior coach than you have in Shanahan as the Niner coach? And then, and then, are, I mean, I 
I kind of had them both almost in the blind faith category where it's like, you know what? I have total faith in Shanahan. I have total faith in Kerr. I had that same faith in Bruce Bochy. I don't feel that way about about uh, Kapler at all. But I would say that I had blind faith. If it was, did you have blind faith in either Kerr or Shanahan or neither or both? I would say almost blind faith in both because I think they're both in that kind of category of you're not going to do better. Like the Warriors can't fire Kerr and upgrade. They can't, and the Niners can't, in my opinion, can't fire Shanahan and upgrade. Um, I I said I would rather go with with Sean McVay at the time, but at this point, even though McVay's got a Super Bowl and Shanahan doesn't, I don't look at McVay as an obvious upgrade. Shanahan's beating him head to head, basically like a drum. So. As far as these two coaches, iconic coaches, incredibly popular, incredibly successful, even though Shanahan doesn't doesn't have the Super Bowl ring yet, who's got more job security? And then who's if you had to say who's going to be here longer? Like I would normally off, I would say probably Kerr because of the four rings and the respect that Joe has for him. But I get the feeling that Joe may may wear people out and that Bob may be on his way out. And if Bob's on his way out and it's it's Kirk Lakeup or you know one of Joe's yeah. sons running the yeah. show, then maybe maybe the dynamic changes and maybe Bob is a buffer for Joe between Steve and, and Joe. And maybe if you take Bob out of the equation there is no buffer and now Steve's annoyed by Joe. I'm just saying you know, you got you talk to Bob regularly. You're obviously immersed in Warrior talk and Niner talk. You got a good idea about as good idea about this as anybody. Uh, I love the question, and it sounds different. I did I didn't process it the first time I heard that. But when you put the layers of, I do have blind faith in Steve Kerr. I think Dub Nation does, and I had blind faith in Mark Jackson. And I realized, okay, he wasn't guru, he wasn't a guru offensively. He wasn't the coach to take Curry and and Steph to that next phase. Steve Kerr was. So when I look at Kerr. He's a made man in this sense. I've done this four times. I've done it multiple times as a player. I've been through the back issues. And when I look at Steve Kerr, Larry, I honestly think whenever the the Steph Curry era is over, or maybe insert the Bob Myers era, if that's the way it goes down, I could see him leaving. I don't think Joe Lacob would say, okay, the, the ship has ran its course, it's time to move on. Joe's not firing Kerr. Never. I just think when I look at Kerr on the sideline, and even when we get a chance to talk to him, I hear him with Damon, Damon and Ratto, he's very, uh, thank you, <laughs> you know, he, he opens up, and I feel like when I just look at him, you know, glancing on the in on the bench, Larry, I feel like a guy that the end is near, and the end is near in a good way. For Steve. Yeah, for Steve Kerr, because I've done everything, you know, I've, I've had a hell of a run, and I feel like it's coinciding with maybe the possible departure of one of the big three, if we do see that this year or next year, with Clay, Dre, and Steph, so... I could see him saying bye-bye, not getting fired, just him saying, I've done it all, I'm going to go spend more time with, with my family. Kyle Shanahan, I don't have blind faith because I have questions. And I tell my kids this, and this was the lesson I gave them. Larry, you could tell me, Guru, I don't like that lesson you give to your kids. But so much of life is not about what you know, it's who you know. And I believe Kyle is in a good place in regard to his job security more than what if he's earned it. It's because um, York has learned from the Harbaugh uh, experience. And, and to and me, the aftermath. And the aftermath, which was three co- – so to me – 
Kyle, in a way, is benefiting from that. So he'll never be on the hot seat. But when you talk about never, can somebody replace Kerr and do better? I'm saying hell no. Tell tell me who you're bringing in. But when you bring up Kyle, I be, I believe Kyle has shot himself in the foot and been his biggest foe in regard to him not having a ring. So I do wonder if Andy Reid had that Niner team and was calling plays in the fourth quarter in 19. I do wonder if Andy Reid or McVay were on different sides of the sideline field last year in the NFC Championship game where Kyle had a 10-point lead. You can't blame all the players. At some point, there's something constant happening, and I feel like Kyle may have had his best opportunities to get it done, and a lot of people are running around the Bay, Larry. I know I'm low-winded, saying, oh, we'll get right back in line. We'll get another opportunity. Who's to say the best opportunities have not passed him? So I do look at Kyle and say, you are brilliant in some areas, but you're also your biggest adversary. So I wonder if we're going to see and how soon him get to the chip. And when you look at Brock Purdy and his doctor's, his surgery, whatever that is, and what we saw at Trey and this Niner team and how close it seems like they are, the quarterback situation to me, which is at best a puzzle right now, doesn't tell me they're going to be right back. So Kerr is my answer. And Kyle, I have questions. I think I think it's fair. I think that's a fair answer. 925 says the bottom line is neither of these guys should be gotten rid of as long as they want to be here. And I would agree with that. Um, the one thing, now, I don't know if you heard this yesterday and what kind of reaction you guys got when you took calls. But I got a lot of people who heard that presser who were like, man, Kyle is arrogant. And Kyle can't can't be criticized. And Kyle is is not a guy who can who can criticize himself. And he can't he can't be human. He he deflects all the blame. He'll never take any blame. Um, and it's interesting. I I can understand where they were coming from because he sounded a little defensive on the quarterback injury question. Like, hey, is there any common denominator of your quarterback injuries? And Lynch is like, hey, it's a coincidence. And Kyle kind of was annoyed. He was annoyed by that question. And and the person I was talking to, who's you know around the Niners a lot, said basically, you know what, Kyle should from time to time just say, hey, you know what, you're right, and 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 take the blame and fall on the sword. And I kind of push back on that, and I want to get your thought on it. I kind of think that, you know, if if you give people an inch, if you start admitting blame. I think that just invites the horde to come, you know, to come circle around you. If you start going, yeah, you know, I kind of blew that, then it's like, then people just run with it and are, well, Kyle blew it. He said it himself. And then it's like, if he blew that, well, then he could blow other things. And they, I think that if you. Steve Kerr does that, though, I think if, Larry? You, if you take on the credit, if you admit that it's your fault, I think that just gives some of these media people. And I, you know, and I'm, some of them are my friends. Heck, we're in the media. But I think it gives people almost license to like go after you, like, like oh, like he's 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 taken on some of the blame, so now we can really blame him. As opposed to if you say, "Hey, man, um, this quarterback got hurt this way, this quarterback got hurt that way, this quarterback got hurt this way." In other words, hey, there are no common denominators, and I know you're coming for me, but you know, screw off. You're it, stop pointing the finger at me. It's not me. 
it's like, yeah, he he sounded bad being defensive, but I think that if he leaned into it and took blame, I think there would be more criticism coming his way, oh, not man. less. Yeah, I think, I'm on, it, I think it makes it more difficult. So, I mean, it sounds like you're describing to me a secure coach and an insecure coach. And the horde, the media, Larry, last time I checked, yeah, you can write and put in print whatever you want, speak into a microphone and criticize. We're talking about Steve Kerr, who should be a made man. He's got four rings. This comes with the territory now with social media. So I don't think the people that write and talk like us have the power to fire a coach. And that's why Steve Kerr, he'll step to a mic and say he got it wrong. And maybe because he has he that He's way he, more like he that. has that credibility of I know I won, goo. I can say whatever I want. But to me, on a human level, let me know that you hear the noise is half the battle. And Kyle, to me, sometimes is is tone deaf on like, I'm going to ignore the noise that I know is out there. And yesterday, I, that looked, hey. I'm just a guy from Union City, California. That was <laughs> so weak doing the, oh, I give that with no main phone, huh? Go, like, Kyle, just tap into it. Like, you could have you could have said so many things. The, 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 you had the opportunity, but to go itemize each one and be all prissy when... But you know the question is about, they're pointing the finger at you. And it's cowardly because nobody says, hey... Kyle, I actually think you're the problem uh, with the quarterbacks. It's asked in such a softball way. Is there any common denominator of the quarterback injuries? He knows, I know, you know, and everybody listening to that knows that the person who's asking that question is pointing the finger at right. Kyle. Larry, my so point shouldn't is, shouldn't he lean into that? They're going and take to do that? it anyway, Larry. It? They're going to do. Tap into it, especially if you know upstairs the Yorks are going to keep you for 100 years. Yeah. Like, why are you being insecure? That was insecure to me yesterday. Reciting every... Like... It, it, it is what sound it is. Good. It made yeah. him look bad. Th- that's my and he's hurt. I get the hurt. I love that he was mad. But when you do that, it's kind of stooping to a level you don't got to st- stoop to. Especially Larry, when you got all the job security in the world yeah. from York. I just couldn't believe it was like a rap verse. <laughs> like, oh, good on you, Kyle. That was great. What did you get out of that? But honestly, let it, let it all subside. There is a theme with your quarterbacks getting hurt. Whether you're at fault or not, there is something going on in the water. You And, and to be honest, we can add the running backs to it. How far you want to go back? And I'm going to leave you with this. I cannot for the life of me, Larry Kruger, believe Mitchell comes back and is the thunder to the lightning to McCaffrey. Like, oh, this is great. Not this had any bearing on the game. Comes back for one game and misses the Philly game. You gotta be kidding me! I know. Well, I mean, and he had first the MCL two plays of the game, Warner, the, the gladiators ankle. on the ground. Yeah, he got up. Bosa's Bobby Brady in on and off. Like it was just someone right that Sunday. Someone right. Well, I mean, what wasn't right is that the game didn't even get started. It was already over. I mean, they missed that one call early. Suddenly, the quarterback gets knocked out, and you're looking oh, at Josh Johnson. Yeah. That I don't know about you. That was the worst 
football game I've ever seen. And it felt like I it was just in the first quarter of the whole game. Did I hear you say that you watched that game oh, three Larry, times? I sent, <laughs> did you really Evans. watch I Niners sent it Eagles to three times? I sent a picture, yes, These two and a half. <laughs> Larry, because I like the uniform scheme, and I, and I liked it. <laughs> hey, I got to tell you, uh, the announcers, Burkhart and uh, what's my other guy? Oh, the ty- Olsen? Olsen, yeah. They're doing a pretty good job. Not yeah. Summer All the Madden, but... I just like the intensity. Olsen's of this the hot life. name right now. Yeah, yeah. People like Olsen. They uh, hate Romo suddenly. What happened to? And Romo wasn't saying the end. I never liked Romo. His you play. never liked him. No, damn, no. Damn. First of all, I never liked Cowboy fans who could never ever <sighs> admit that Romo was totally mid. I mean, Ro- Romo never did anything. Romo. I mean, Romo fumbled the snap in Seattle. Cowboy fans defend an Romo argument. to the death. Okay. Like he's Roger Staubach. Romo knew how to read defenses. Dak doesn't. And Romo may be getting a call to Canton. Look at the numbers. What? No, look at the what? numbers and get back to me, Larry. No. Romo, he I became be a star shocked. in his new job because he's sharing with you what he knows about. It Wait, just, what, he what, had what, bad what, luck. What, 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 yeah. No, we what, can revisit this. What, hey, what, I, invite me on your YouTube. What? Romo was a, had he got a chance to play do with you know Zeke Elliott, which he not, did. Jim Plunkett's not in the Hall of Fame. You do realize th- that? Th- that's BS. He's got two Super Bowls. Yeah, that's, Cliff, that is BS. And Romo has. Two playoff wins? He's got the stats. Does he even have any playoff yeah, wins? Yeah, he got two. He does have yeah, two? Yeah. Or I think it's one. He beat Atlanta, Mike Vick, uh, in Philly. And then he, has, he also beat uh, You're, ta- you're saying that a, a total mediocre quarterback. Nah, Romo was more than no mediocre, super, man. Look at the no numbers. No Super Bowl rings. Yeah. Look at the numbers. You're, you just said Shanahan has no yeah. rings. Now but you're saying that Romo's going to the Hall of Fame? I'm honored. Look at the numbers. Dude, I hate oh Dak. I'm telling you, Romo is a real one, man. Look at the numbers. That is now that I I, I feel like we could continue this after. You know, I mean, like, yeah, it's just, Evan we, told we may me have get to have you. A, yeah. We may have to have a cocktail. We may have to. Yeah, I mean, I, I, look at the stats. Oh, <laughs> I just, I think, hey, dude was a bad dude. Five one zero. Romo is not a Hall of, of Famer. Course. They're saying that huh? eight six or six five zero. Guru, stop it, bro. Romo ain't no Smoking Hall of Famer, right. man. <laughs> I, look at the stats. Six five zero must be comedy right, time with you. Yeah, right. Oh, four zero eight. Crazy ass takes. Oh, hey, you asked me. I, I said, Romo yeah. to the Hall of Fame. Hey, hey. All right. I know you're a cowboy guy. Come yeah. on. Are you I'm really you, are you serious? The dude was better than a lot of people right. thought. And when you All look right. at his numbers Do you like him as an announcer? He's fallen off. I loved him early. Now it's now it's bad. The play before Jim, it was play. a perfect pass, just a little bit underthrown. It's not a perfect pass, then. <laughs> if it was underthrown, the tell me. <laughs> 510, can I have what goo is smoking? No. I just want you to know that we're on YouTube and Twitch, and there's no uh, there's no smoke in the room. Oh, that's there's no wow. smoke in the room. Yeah. Should we go to Ryan in Irvine? Let's get him He's been quick. waiting yeah. here. Ryan, let's clear the board. Ryan, you're on with uh, Larry Kruger and the great goo. Hey guys, hey! Thanks for the call. I'm I'm really liking this uh, conversation. I gotta I gotta say I I totally agree with Guru on the Kyle Shanahan front. Um, I, I don't want to blow it out of context. Yesterday, you could tell. I mean, that it's it's the wound is still fresh. You know, I mean, I don't want to be too hard on Kyle um, with the recency of just that terrible game. But it wasn't just that game. There's a pattern here, and he never, in my opinion takes accountability ryan we gotta Ooh, jump yeah. we're right at the end of it i should have probably not oh. taken you so late there but anyway uh goo 
That, that went by fast. No, I had man. a great. That went I by had, fast. Yeah. Uh, Romo, second highest passer rating in NFL history. Uh, Trump's uh, Peyton Manning, Tom Brady, and Breeze. Hey, the night he goes into Canton, uh, I'm going to buy you a bottle of Crystal. <laughs> Ten seconds. <laughs> Damon and Rado are next. Thanks to Cam Inman. Thanks to the guys behind the glass. Have a great rest of your Thursday on 95.7 The Game. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.